Osmosis at the clock tower, led by a length to Shinzo Arkansas Kid, and I am unstoppable is running on the leader Osmosis with 50 metres to go. Osmosis is clear and will take it out by a length and a quarter. Sunset at the 200, Riff Rocket pegging it back. Riff Rocket took the front, it's just in front. Riff Rocket from Sunset to Puglia. Riff Rocket, Apulia's coming at it. Riff Rocket, Apulia, a head bomber. Head bomber, a photo finish. A thrusting, desperate finish. At the 200 metres, it's a long home straight for Pride of Jenny. She's starting to walk. She's three lengths. A tissue, two and a half, two lengths. Has she held on? Pride of Jenny, what a ride. Fortune favours the brave. Won it by three quarters of a length. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews podcast. We are looking back on Derby Day. We will be reviewing Saturday's racing yesterday and we'll also be looking forward to Tuesday, obviously the Melbourne Cup, Australia's greatest race. Bot, how are you feeling today, mate? I know I'm certainly a lot better. Usually I'm hungover on a Sunday, but I couldn't actually afford to go out and drink last <laughs> night because it was an absolute strip out for me. It was a two-minute noodles in bed, glass of water, and uh, I'm up feeling fresh today, which could be a positive. No, I'm good. I had a I had a good day on Saturday, so yeah. You're and one I'm, of the few. Yeah, I can tell one you of that. the few. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a, a bad day for lots of people. So yeah. yeah, two little things I need to get off my chest straight off the bat. Um, we know on the on the Betfair podcast they do the laban, and I was listening to that this morning with um, Tommy Haylock and Milo, and I I thought. Got a bit of inspiration. I was just thinking about some of the things that happened yesterday. Went to the birdcage. Some of the people in there are just the rudest people you've ever met. You go anywhere near their marquee. We actually had this woman come up to us, and I was actually helping Sam, uh, Swain, who works at the Valley, just to move some boxes. And we just go to walk up to the marquee, and I'll go to speak to Sam. And she goes, who are you? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> Not a, not a hi, hello, what's going on, um, do you have a pass, like hi, do you have a pass? It was just straight out, who are you? So that was the first thing that I was pissed off about yesterday. It, that, that was exactly after Zardozzi had just lost, so I wasn't <laughs> in a good mood. And then I get these arrogant women trying to talk down on me. And then today, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, bot, but... Um, PVL has gone and installed in the Daily Telegraph in the paper. <laughs> That's a pisser. Uh, the Big Dance Cup Sweep. No, sorry. The Big Dance Sweep, not a cup sweep. Yeah. So it's, He's just taking the piss now. That is that is absurd. So these people in Sydney have woken up with their paper today and they're not getting a Melbourne Cup Sweep. They're getting a sweep for the Big Dance with uh, 80 rated horses. So That's <laughs> propaganda. Oh, it is, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Imagine you open your paper, though, and you just wanted a cup sweep, and you're going to get a big dance sweep. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. Anyway, that is uh, my little rant over. Let's get into Flemington. How do you think the track played? We know lots of leaders did win on the day, but how did you think it, tra- uh, it played overall? Do you think they're just well-timed rides, or lane one rail was definitely a big advantage? It was a bit of both. There were good rides, um, on the leaders, like for example, the Carbine Club, Kaizad, Tim Clark gave it a perfect ride, and again in a race number five, the Wakeful was another perfect ride. But I think it did have something to do with the impact of the wind and just the lane lanes one being definitely advantageous on the day. So it was a hundred percent 
um, advantage around the circle. It was it would is advantage to be rails in run and on speed. I think there was other than the derby, which is a was twenty five hundred. Like the, in the derby is different because it, there's mm. lots of very yeah. slow horses. But outside of the derby, I think cause for concern was came from furthest back um, at the eight hundred meters. I think it was like two point five lengths off the speed. So um, that's where. It, was at on Saturday so definitely hard to make ground but um but yeah like historically speaking it plays like that a lot Derby Day like I I haven't been <laughs> betting for ages but I, I know I've heard people say that historically speaking Derby Day is a day that can play a bit like this and um it, it improves throughout the carnival so um yeah well, the thing I, is it improves you would hope it improves throughout the carnival, but the rail will go out further and further as the carnival goes on. So yeah, it's an interesting one. Like you've got, these are the horses who went around the circle and won in either lane one or two. Kaizad race one, Calipore race two. Um, you've got Amazonian Lass race five. You've got um, race eight, Prior Jenny, all of those horses won in either lane one and two, and they were all big prices. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It was, and the, the track played fast as well. It's obviously had something to do with it. Fast horses running fast time on fast tracks, like it's it's obviously going to be an advantage to be on speed. But um, it was it was for Flemings in any way. It was it was definitely more advantage than a tip than it typically is. So yeah, yeah. This is just one more tip like a bit more intel that I can give the punters on Saturday Liam O'Keefe would have had the track very firm because it's Derby Day and he knows he's got 38 races to get through so firm track means less damage on the track which means uh, you know there'll be less damage for the for the races and the meetings to come he's still got three more big meetings to get through so he would have had it firmer on Saturday than he will on Tuesday we will get to the cup soon but he's going to water the shit out of this track because there's been obviously so many deaths in the Melbourne Cup and when it's a good three firm two there's a lot more chance of a horse breaking down so expect it not to race as fast I wouldn't have thought on Tuesday but uh, yeah we'll soon find out mm. alright should we crack in well, I think we're going to go straight to race five it was the group two wakeful stakes 2000 metres for the three year old fillies it is the last lead up before the Oaks on Thursday Amazonian Lass has led at a fast tempo over 10 lengths above to the 600 meter mark and just kept kicking. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, Tim Clark, they're just on song at the moment. We know these fit horses are hard to run down. Zardozzi has been massive from a, not an unwinnable position, but she was well back and she stormed home late. Harlow Miss and, how, how do you even say this, name, this horse's name? Athel Fleed? Athel Fled, I think. Athel Fled? Both eye catches. Athel fled when the, ran the fastest last 200 of the race, and Coco Sun was thereabouts as well. What do you think of the race? Yeah, it's um, it was definitely pace related. The Zardozzi got beat, I think, but like the the fast pace exposed the horses that'll be competitive in the Oaks. I think that the first three, sorry, the first one, two, and three are the, the horses to take to the Oaks. I think. Amazonian Lass is well related. It's 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 by um, it's related to uh, um, Elation um, and that family. What's it? That that uh, Jackano and um, the other one that won the 
pre- was it preferment or something anyway it's well related anyway so and it's got got staying um horses in its family so yeah and it's led it a good clip and kept running it was a perfect ride i don't think they went too quickly but um played played to the way the track played anyway and um but zardozzi just zardozzi's just the she's got to be favorite after this she's just an oaks philly through and through she's she's like she's probably one of the better oaks philly contenders you've probably we've probably seen in a while since like yankee rose and she was coming through a cox plate so um, if she can hold a spot early, which maybe she'd want to because she wasn't able to here, and lots of Oakses are determined by position in run relative to pace just purely because lots of the, the fillies don't want 2,500 metres, but um, she she's 100% an Oaks filly, and so is Athel Fled, who, who was good from a long, long way back. She was, what the... F- like 12 lengths off the 1200 meters in a yes the pace was strong but regardless it's she's made a lot of ground up late and um yeah so i think the pace is sort of the good ones out from the not so good ones and um i think zardozzi and she she carried two extra kilos you can mm, you believe that if you want but i think zardozzi is clearly favorite and and tropical squall being there is is 100% interesting because if Tropical Squall is favourite, which she probably might be, she's a 1,600-metre horse, and Zardozzi is completely 2,000 metres, maybe further. And she's she's bred for this 2,400-metre distance too. It's probably... I imagine she'll be better in time, but regardless, she's, she's just built for an Oaks, and she was still probably one-off in the yard, I heard, so... Yep. I think James Cummings had has the Oaks in mind, and regardless if if she was beaten here, she's completely set for an Oaks, and I think she's she's got to be a pretty short Oaks favourite off this. And with Baselino, I think those are the two you want to be backing in the Oaks, just pre pre any sort of barriers form, or I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, I've actually backed Zardozzi at five dollars for the Oaks already. Um, I thought her run was outstanding here. She was a month between runs, and James Cummings has openly come out and said, um, "I wish I found this out earlier." But anyway, it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have deterred my confidence. I backed her at two dollars fifty. She started two dollars. What's that? A ten percent firm in betting. Um, Twenty. She started. Yeah. Okay. So she's carried two kilos more than the rest of the field here. She's come from a long, long way back. She's going. Which she to couldn't strike. really do on the day. Like I know they exactly. went quickly, but but it wasn't. It it was hard to make ground. She's going to strip fitter for this, and this is a pretty good wakeful in terms of the speed figure. Like this is four lengths better than the average wakeful, um, on on punting form, and she's going to get back down to set weights. So they all they'll all carry the fifty seven or fifty six whatever it is on on Thursday, and I just think she's got stayer written all over. I think Atha Fleed is the big improver um and 3.6 lengths like oh, i think she can finish a lot closer than that in the in the oaks but very keen zardozzi and i'm i'm agreeing with you i'm keen to take on tropical squall i think what she's price does she hold in do you know what tropical squall no no the um zardozzi like what would you i've backed her at five dollars but i think that's gone now yeah but what's she now? she's 420 because those all in prices sort of they, they affect the early market anyway that's four dollars. Yeah. 
So yeah, four dollars. It's still not favourite. So if it's not favourite race day, then you're having a bet, I think. And I yeah. will be. Beautiful. I imagine. Let's move on to race six. It was the Coolmore Stud Stakes, 1,200 metres group one for the three-year-olds. And we built this up as the race of the day. Coming out, it hasn't lived up to that hype at all in terms of figures. Osmosis has won the race um, by just under a length and a half to I Am Unstoppable, Shinzo, Arkansas Kid V8, and Nadal Screeching Home. Um, what are we saying about this? I couldn't believe Osmosis won. He was weak. Last start, first time at 1,200 metres sitting OSL. And he's just led this up at a really controlled tempo and kicked away. Yeah, this is awful. <laughs> These horses won't measure up to open grade. And the three-year-olds want something to come from left field because if the best three-year-old sprinter is here, then um, they're in trouble because this has not gone well. This is This is probably too two and a half, three lengths off a typical Cornwall. Like, this is a long way off in secret, home affairs, uh, Merchant Navy, who's one, uh, Sunlight. It's, yeah, a, it's a long way Bivouac. off those. Bivouac and Exceedance. Libertini. This is, that's just, yeah, it's a, it, this, is, this is a bad, bad Cornwall. And the, the pace is slow and, and the horses at the front were advantaged and it's all just, just gross. I think Unstoppable is probably the best horse out of the race, but like in the autumn, I just want to be backing anything that's coming out of a maiden that's run fast time versus these. And yeah, like these are just... Yeah, there's going to be an opportunity to bet because there's going to be a lot of SP anchors that are weighing them down once they go into their four-year-old year or even early three-year-old next year, I should say. Yeah, well, I guess the splits are okay, like, but like this is just, I don't want to be anywhere near this going forward. And I love the Cormo. Cormo is such a cool race, but it's just this this year is there's just like it like I guess it's it's sort of just the same as it was going in because Cylinder was favourite and has raced poorly, very poorly. He's he's gone awful, but um, there, there there was an excuse in the um, stewards report. Sorry, just to cut you off, he has pulled it? up with a, a slow recovery or a poor recovery. So does that, he's going does that mean he just wasn't any good? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I think it's slow like recovery it, just means they actually scoped the horse, and if he ran, you know, if he was beaten two lengths, then maybe they wouldn't even scope it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's probably right. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I imagine it just it's code for went worse than expected, and we don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's like pre-race. Like I was saying, Cylinder was he's the obvious favourite. He's run fifth in the Everest, but it was a slow Everest, and he was probably lucky to be there. I guess if you just purely back the rating, uh, then that's fair enough, and he was on top. But like the, he was probably very suited to be there. And there's a big go for Shinzo, who was run the fourth fastest last two hundred of the uh, of the Cormo. Uh mm-hmm. sorry, the Everest. But but yeah, this this. Like in a, if the Everest was strongly run, I just think I just think Cylinder and Shinzo fall out the back of the screen. To be honest. So what are we saying, Shinzo? Um, has he just not improved at all as a three-year-old, even though he hasn't been beaten that far here? Uh. Yeah, no, he hasn't improved. Yeah. No. I I am unstoppable. Ran a, a career peak, and he was probably unlucky in the split. Say he was. Maybe not unlucky to win, but he could have gone a little bit closer. 
Um, he ran into Bums a fair bit up the street. Yeah, he did run into Bums, but that was his own fault. He was not his own fault. Maybe Blake shouldn't give him, didn't give him the best steer, but he, he's a horse that takes a bit of winding up. He's not he's not a horse that is doesn't spring spring the lids. But um, but yeah, Os- Osmosis took advantage of a slow speed and was able to sprint away. I just think, and Osmosis was found out last start when they went at a decent pace it's like it's just it's all just gross and they, these are just no good yeah it's sickening for me i backed arkansas kid at 67 dollars run fourth not beaten far backed i'm unstoppable at 13 dollars bit unlucky and osmosis has just got the absolute pr up front and kicked away but anyway anything else you want to say out of it i guess cylinder for me cylinder does go down as forgive like the slow recovery might mean you know elevated heart rate something like that but yeah, it just leaves me a bit grey. This he was race. on speed though. That's the thing, and he just he just went backwards. Yeah, he's obviously raced worse. So like, the, he's not he hasn't run to his best, but but still. No. Well, Nico Nico did say he might have been over the top, and potentially was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, oh. She light should have won the vase. Yeah. <laughs> what was it doing in the Cornwall? Let's not talk about races that never happened. Let's go to race seven. A race that did happen was. The Victoria Derby, Group 1, over 2,500 metres for the three-year-olds. Riff Rocket has been able to win this race. And in terms of a Derby bot, you've got to trumpet trump yourself because you said you'd think it'd be you think it'd be an average Derby. And he, in terms of punting form, has gone 8.7 lengths faster than the all-average benchmark. The average is 8.4. And you said Riff Rocket could be an average winner. And that's exactly what he was he just nosed out Apulia from Sunsets, and Cosguy was a fair way back in, th- uh, in fourth. Yeah, well, the race has gone a little bit better than I thought it would. Um, they haven't gone that quickly, and um, he's been able to sprint. Uh, Apulia probably should have won, and I was very lucky. <laughs> um, but it, but it, Apulia was where I was in run, and that was an advantage on the day. But but yeah, I think I was probably probably lucky to win it. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised the market didn't love his love him as much as I thought it would. But um, the race has gone a little bit better than I thought it might have. Uh, Cos Cosguy is a moral in the um, the Saint Ledger next year, um, and Sunsets was pretty the good Saint too. The Saint Ledger, oh, is that the one on Anzac Day? <laughs> yeah, it's a complete <laughs> that, unmoral. That that is some forward thinking from you, bot. Oh, if, if they put up a market for the St. Ledger a couple months early, just absolutely smash the shit out of Cosgo. Anyway, um, Gates was well-backed. I was trying to back him at bigger odds, but they just kept backing him, and um, it wasn't off the map by any means, but he, he was sure than I thought, thought he was going to start. And It's a pretty good derby, but these, like... It's oh, like there's a, a long tail. Like The first but, couple are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's right. Yeah, the first sort of three are up to Derby standard, and the rest are not so much. I don't know where these. It's the Derby, so maybe maybe these horses are kind of irrelevant for the rest of their careers. Um, maybe Apulia can keep improving. I don't know what Riff, what Riff Rocket does now. He's a two thousand meter horse, and he'll be a good two thousand meter weight for age horse. I would have thought. Yeah, he'd probably stretch. I think. I think he he. He got two thousand four hundred without loving it, mm. but he um, and he improved on his on his superimposed win. Just sort of hoped he might have. So um, 
yeah, I, I don't know what these. Apulia is a out and out stay. It'll it'll Apulia will probably run midfield in the Caulfield Cup next year, and and he'll be probably like twenty bucks and 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 run run to his number. But so um, hold on. So Roof Rocket run a better rating here than he did in the Superimpose. Yeah, is that surprising? Well, it says something about the horses that ran second, third. They must be no good at all. Or they just weren't, or they've. If he's run a better rating in this race than he did in the eighteen hundred meter race when he won by nearly six lengths, that does surprise me a little bit. Oh well, the I guess Apulia and Sunsets have progressed since since then, and and, and Sunsets was like twenty lengths last in a Saudi run race in the Superimposed, so and he obviously improved. So they've they've all like this was their grand final. They were all going to peak in this, but I. I'm just sort of, I guess I'm sort of surprised that Apulia and Sunsets went so well. And Cosguy always had the vibe of being a, a strong stayer, but um, hadn't run the rating. But now he has, so he'll win the St. Ledger next year. And <laughs> and, and Verdad didn't stay, obviously, which is sure. why he was a big drifter in Benning. He was a, what was he? He was a, he was a 5% drifter from Wednesday to jump time. He jumped $13.20 BSP. And Riff Rocket started two forty bet Ferris which I thought was interesting. And um Yeah. Gate Gates was a big go too. But anyway, like what do you say about these horses? They'll probably bob up in a Caulfield Cup and run midfield, so it's yeah. it's, it's a it's a destination race, not a let's just get through the Saint Ledger first before we go looking a year in advance. <laughs> yeah. Just Max Bet Cos Guy in the twenty twenty four. Oh, that is sickness. Saint Ledger. April. Well, right, let's go to the Empire Rose. Race eight, it was, for the Phillies and Mares. Group one, over the mile. Pride of Jenny, well, she led up um, Amelia's Jewel a couple starts back at a very fast tempo. And she has done this a few times now. She's been able to lead at really, really fast tempos and just keep on kicking. And obviously, the way the track was playing was probably in favor. A tissue was one of my better bets of the day. Absolutely sickening. She's run the fastest... Six to the four split of the entire meeting um, after Prada Jenny has gone 18.7 lengths faster than 600 and she's only gone 5.5 fast. So she's spotting her 13 lengths, gets within a length on the line, sickening beat. Um, Life Lessons has run well, Deny Knowledge has run all right as well, but it's probably 1 2 here. Oh, I mean, it's hard reviewing these sorts of races because they're destination races, but um, it's not like last year where. There's probably something going to go to the matriarch. Um, Any chance a tissue backs up? Maybe. I don't know. She's maybe only... a gut buster. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that probably she's she's only fourth up here, so fifth up on the backup. She was the last. The same thing. Yeah, same thing last. Last week. So maybe it's in the back of his mind in just depends how she pulls up and I, I guess if she's there then she's pulled up fine and you can back her with confidence even though the it's probably a gut buster like on paper some people might want to take her on for that reason but if she's if she backs up then like as much as I bag Chris Swallow he's got an idea about conditioning horses obviously so if she's, she's there on the back she up, backs up obviously sorry she's obviously going to be favorite if she did back up oh yeah she'd be she'd almost be odds on I'd, I'd, I'd imagine hmm. um and deservedly so. Alcohol freeze just didn't stay the 
this is this is a messy race in behind because they went. I don't even know what happened in this race because they just they went ridiculously fast. But ever done deny knowledge has been able to stick on into to fourth and yeah, it's a, it's a tricky race to review. There was a couple of unlucky runs in there as well. I think um, when they go this fast in a race or when the leader goes this fast, like the rest of the race can sometimes just be so irrelevant and you just kind of yeah. forgive some of these horses. I know they probably won't even kick on a lot of these fillies and mares, but or was it only mares? Yep, it was only mares. No. Um, yeah, I think you just wipe it and put a pen through it in terms of a form reference. And, and even even though um, Pride of Jenny went that quickly, there was genuinely 30 lengths between Pride of Jenny and the last horse. So if Pride of Jenny's gone, say, like 10 lengths faster than 800 metres for the class, then Renaissance Woman has run 10 lengths slow to the class, to the 800 metres. So uh, that's just an unwinnable position. Regardless, mm. you have to be you have to be somewhere there, and and, and a tissue's gone enormous. She's gone huge. If this was a typically run race, I think a tissue just bolts in. To be honest, oh, even exactly. If she they just went a little bit slower, the, yeah. She or if Jamac was just a little bit closer, yeah, she wins. She ran the the fastest six of the four of the meeting. Yeah, like that is unbelievable. She, just did, she did way too much. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. I think they let. It was a good ride, Declan Bates, by taking advantage of mm. the the situation of the track. But a bad ride, by and us. yeah, they, they let her they let her get way too far ahead. Like it, you can't give him that much of a start on a track playing so fast, regardless mm. of however fast she's going. You've you've got to be there, and she was f- completely falling on a hold the last four hundred meters, and they still couldn't get her because she was just that far in front. Like at the at the six hundred, the six hundred meters, a, a tissue was eighteen lengths off at Pride of Jenny. Oh my god! And she gets within a length of her. Like yeah. I feel like I, I didn't. I feel like I didn't have a better bet than a tissue at six dollars all day, and still didn't get a result out of the race. Yeah, and she gapped the rest of them. So yeah, you've 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 been stiff. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, she should have won by three lengths. <laughs> don't really want to hear that was there anything else you want to touch on Flamington before we look at the two features up at Rose Hill Gardens yeah there was race number two I think that the race has gone not great but this is a walkathon. yeah it was a complete walk and they've gone to about 20 lengths slow to the 800 metres for the class and Calipore has been gifted the race Ollie was gifted the race but Gifted a Melbourne Cup start. Good on yeah, you. I know. Good on you guys. But, but Gan Terrain, who is Group One placed in France as a as a two year old, is a Northern Hemisphere three year old filly, and she has been given so much to do. It's ridiculous, and she's run some of the closing fastest closing splits of the meeting. Um, and, and yeah, she's she's just gone enormous, and I think I think she's a genuine Caulfield Cup horse next year and 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 the, and the people will see like the yes the race has gone awful but um at weight for age she's she's given these horses a lot of weight and and she's and she, she gave them a, a big head start as well so um and and she's come home really really well so i think she's a she's a horse to follow and if she she's the horse to sort of back up and and i'd back her to beat land legend wow really yeah well, that form is uh, stacking up quite nicely out of its last race. Mm. Um, Sp- a spacewalk went well. 
that, yeah, that, that race was, uh, that was the only other thing I was going to touch on oh there was a, actually sorry yeah, there was a couple I was going to talk about as well but um, yep, you go race race four yeah so the, the race Najem Sahail went quickly again but not ridiculously quick and I think Spacewalk just was the right spot and held on lucky enough because I ended up backing it but um yeah like there's horses here triple missile is just was given way too much to do and some of the fastest closing splits of the meeting chain of lightning given way much way too much to do it's our times too much to do the majority here given like a stupid amount even cross haven like yes it's cross haven but it's gone enormous mm. yeah it but, has it was the um, longest price runner in the race i think it was 30 or 40 to one yeah the splits are huge it probably should have won but um but yeah I'd, I'd be wanting to follow triple missile the splits are it hasn't been able to run its number and uh, i think next start at flemington third up i don't know where it'll be but i think you'd, you'd want to back it yeah and oh. you'll probably get jmac off you'll probably get froggy on and you'll probably get a price so oh, i hope so. i hope so yeah Mm. All right. Anything else? It was good to see, obviously, Jamie Carr get two winners, two really well time rides on Spacewalk and then cause for concern. Nico actually tweeted something out. Um, I won't read the, the R-rated version, but uh, basically, if if you had Jamie Carr to be winning more races than J-Mac on Derby Day, it would have been thousands. So, yep, she's uh, she's back in the winning, winner's enclosure with a big, big double on Derby Day. So hopefully that gives her some confidence to... You know, really see her form spike. I've got one more in the um, race number nine, the last race in the day. Uh, hold on, let me just double check something. What price is Ayrton to win the Sir Rupert Clark Stakes? Don't know. Big double. No, it's only fifteen dollars. I thought it was gonna be like fifty to one or something. Anyway, um, he's gone enormous. He's run the second fastest last six hundred of the meeting. He, he was given none. He was taken back from the wide barrier and. The, the splits are as good as they get. Cause for concern is a great rider, and Munamek has come back huge. He was backed. The market had an expectation that he's come back better than ever, and um, he probably should have won. He was, didn't didn't get the the best of opportunities. So, um, I think I think Etten, if you get a price in the Rupert Clark, he's back. He, he I think Etten will get back to his his peak this preparation third up I think he'll run his, his best ever number and Munamek's on track to do something he probably hasn't even done yet so race number 9 is a is a a perfect platform for horses to spike off yeah it looks like one of the you know in a year where the Rupert Clark has moved it looks like it's going to be one of the main lead ups that race so mm. it's interesting shall we go to Sydney for the, the two races yep the first of those was the Giga Kick Stakes, uh, over 1,300 metres. Um, I do need to quickly apologise to my subscribers because I feel like this is this is the only regretful bet I had of the whole day. Think about it as a horse that I haven't been able to catch so far. There's my brother going off. Um, think about it as a horse that I haven't been able to catch. And I think ninety popped up and we had a good, good bet. And in hindsight... I just regret the bet. Like he got the absolute PR in the Everest. Private Eye was back and wide, and 
he also had to carry the penalty here. So I'm a little bit regretful for that bet. But anyway, nonetheless, we move on. Ballonipatina was a very, very good winner of the race. Private Eye, I think, traded $1.01 on Betfair in run. Looked home. Looked to have it all sewn up. Um, think about it actually got fizzy before the race and he over-raced um, off a really, really slow tempo and he just hasn't been able to finish off. He hasn't been beaten far, but Bella Nipatina, she's a very good mare and she gets her day in the sun winning a $3 million race here. Yeah, it was awesome. I was in the, um, what's that What's that called? The the bit under the, um, it's like it's, a, it's it's like a dark room and there's a bar and there's a big screen. What's that room called? Do you know the one I'm talking about? Just in Flemington? Yeah, Flemington. The, there's like a big members? screen. Level one? I think so. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's level one. Yeah. That's like the, the big punter's room. Yeah, the big punter's room. The the roar when when uh, Private Eye went straight past, think about it, was enormous. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the 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 um the the, the other roar when Ballinipatina was launching up the fence was even bigger. It was it was so funny. Really? Yeah, it was not I I think it was a more a, a roar of like fear than yeah okay yeah lots of people back <laughs> and I. I think yeah. it was 380 into 270 yeah it was a 10 percent firm it was off the map yeah um, probably probably for good reason as well yeah yeah but balanipatina's got back to her manicado number which is awesome so wow yeah she's um, a, such a good horse i hope she i hope she runs in the rupert clark yeah i have to read out this tweet i'm not sure if you've seen it from um yeah Jack Fitzpatrick, outstanding placement by the Ma Eustace camp with Ballinipatina. Avoid Imperatriz and go for the easy kill by tackling the B graders. Take a bow. Clap emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very, very good. Um, we know Ballinipatina is, you know, her big figures, her big wins have all come at Mooney Valley. So when she went to Sydney and they said they weren't going to target the Manicato, they were going to go to the gear kick instead, I thought, what are you doing, guys? But uh, what do I know? Kieran Ma and David used to do it again and they beat the Everest horses in their own backyard. Yeah, she she couldn't get past a thousand metres when she was with um, Lindsay Park. Now she's winning 1,300 metre races and hopefully goes to the the big uh, Sir Rupert Clark. So. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that. Like, she is one of the most improved horses in the whole of Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. They're pretty good. Right, shall we go to race eight, the Golden Eagle, won by the Japanese Raider, Obam Budomai. Josh Parr has given this horse a sweet run in transit. He's ridden for luck, and the gaps have come. He's ran the third fastest four of the two of the meeting, and then the fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. They've gone slow here, which is surprising, given it was a Golden Eagle worth $10 million. They've gone three lengths slow to the... The 600 and the Godolphin horses have just had the easiest time of it. Gold Mile and Pericles and uh, James Cummings was probably sitting there at Flemington going, which one of them's going to win? And then uh, all of a sudden, Oban Buramai sprouts wings on the inside and goes bang straight past them. What do you think of the win? Well, they knew about it. It was completely and like completely off the map. It was that it started short of. Betfair SP by 50 cents than the fixed odds SP. Well, that says something. Yeah, they just, they just completely bombed it. It was off the map. And it was... Yeah, it, it was a li- it's a lightly raced three-year-old from Japan. Like, these, these horses can just keep improving and, and they completely knew about it. So, um, the splits are really good. 
I don't know what it does now. Maybe does it back up into the Champions Mile or something? I've got no idea, but I doubt it. Yeah, they just won just a $10 million dollar race. They've got... <laughs> Smash and grab job. <laughs> yeah, they've got a very um, valuable stallion prospect now because he still is a, a cult four-year-old. And um, yeah, I say go back to Japan. What, what does he want? He's, he's ran third in a group one. I reckon, I reckon, um, I reckon Yulong will buy him or something, and he'll stand at Yulong. Yeah, potentially. Um, but yeah, the, the races are. How how do they do this? Is it just because I guess all the the best jockeys are in Melbourne? Maybe like how? Well, how is it? How have they gone so slow in a race worth so much money? Don't know. It's and it is, Kovalika it is pulled up with a, a cardiac arrhythmia, didn't he? Yeah, so there's a big chance that he won't actually back up into the champion stakes now. Oh, that's annoying. Um, it is. Oh, yeah. Amelia's jewel. She got absolutely yeah, slammed. Yeah. So and I think she's forgive. Legado was completely off the map as well. I don't mm. understand. I don't think she's any good. But She did um, get back a long way, but yeah, I think the market still, overrated her a bit. Not that good. Um, Amelia's jewel would have been right in the finish. Like She would have been within a, a length oh, at least of the winner. She I don't know had about that. clear air. Really? Do you reckon? I don't think she's... She's been beaten 3.3. I thought she was travelling all right. Then she got absolutely sandwiched. Frosty has gone to the inside. Um, he's, she's still come home all right. I don't know. What? I thought... Maybe not win, but I thought she would have been in the finish somewhere. I thought she was going backwards when before she got poleaxed. Don't know. Maybe we need to watch it again and uh, hmm. visit our opinions again. But I thought she was going all right. Anyway. Um, um, anything else? No, not really. I, I don't. I, I have no idea where Aban Buramaya goes. But Pericles and Golden Mile are just the beneficiaries of stupid paces. Like they just keep going forward and, and running really, really well. So Hawaii Five O was wasn't Nash's best ever ride, and he was probably stiff to not be in the finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ruthless Dame was she? She she was strong through the line too. Anyway. Um, As you said, destination race, and I, I think a lot of these will be spelling now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do a preview of. Yep. Cup let's Day. go. I reckon we go straight to the cup. What are your thoughts on that? Um, and then we can do other bets after. I think it's a top-heavy cup. I think I think that I've got Vorban four dollars forty. I think that's a fair price. I think I'll be let, betting. Let, let me let me let me actually introduce the race properly. Okay. Yeah. Race 7 on Tuesday is the Lexus Melbourne Cup. 3,200-metre Group 1 handicap. Vauban is on the drift. He's up the nation. Exactly right. Et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, $4.20 he's out to. Um, he's still favourite from without a fight. The Caulfield Cup winner, $6. Gold trip, last year's defending champion, gets James McDonald, is $6. Solcom, $9.50. Absurd, $14. Breakup, $18. Lestochka. I don't know if mm. that's how you say it, but the French filly, French mare, $21, and Vion de Clare. Once a Melbourne Cup winner in 2019 is $26. Um, they're moving the rail out two metres. I don't think that'll have much effect on the races, but we know lane one was pretty hot, so mm. who knows? Yeah, I think um, they're betting 460 of Orban, which I think is, is fair, I think. I think I, I think he probably gets starts five... Bit bigger than five dollars. I have no idea what the market will do with him. To be honest, I think they could just completely smash him. But I, 
Uh, the, the, the early odds were just mythical. Like, it was just the corporates taking advantage of percentages and, and not wanting to... Because the, cause the people have been betting in this for so long and, and they, they have big liabilities through futures bets, obviously. Like, lots of people be on 100 to 1 and stuff like that because it's, I guess, it, like... I don't imagine a year ago you, you would have been backing a horse that's, like, hurdling like, over in, in Ireland. But um, I, I think there'd probably be a couple of 100 to 1 bets that, or, or bigger that they'd, they'd want to stop from... You know, and you get my point anyway. So he he's he's on the drift, but he's just getting out to his fair odds. It's not like anything bad's happening. Like no, he pr- he's probably going to jump like five dollars, and I'm going to back him. Four forty yeah. is a fair price, I think. I think it's pretty top heavy. I'll probably want to back Solcom as well. Um, this this Voban is an absolute machine. Like I, I'm not getting caught into the hype or whatever, but just in terms of all you have to do is watch his work. Like he's, you don't have to worry about fitness with this thing because they the stable are just absolutely running him, running him, and it's if you see his gallops, they're not just the standard gallop that a stayer would have here in Australia. This horse is running twenty three and a half seconds for his final hundred meters, uh, for his final four hundred meters in work. To put that into perspective, Romantic Warrior was running low twenty threes. Like most stayers who have a gallop around the valley. Are running 25 seconds for their last 400 like they're just like sort of cruising around this thing is a bit of a machine and i feel like he's just going to keep running in the cup i feel like his big achilles heel might be if it is a pace mount meltdown up front and he's too close to a really hot tempo but if it's not then i think he's a pretty pretty well deserved favorite i don't even reckon there's that much speed to be honest serpentine's the one isn't it yeah, but he's not just going to go ridiculous just for the sake of it. Like, there's a little bit of speed, but there's not. There's not like a. There's not like five designated front runners that that want to. Uh, there'll be there'll be a few that that push up just for the mm, sake of it. Because, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's a. All of Gay's horses will be there. Um, but lots of these get back. So I think I think if he can just hold a spot, sort of three back the fence. If he can get a get a run, I think he's yeah. I think he's pretty likely. I think there's everything. He's a everything just sort of screams real. Like he, he smashed up Valiant King, who was well backed in the Caulfield Cup and ran okay. Um, and he won the he beat Absurd, who won the E ball by eight lengths. Mm. Uh, he, yeah, he's a he's a hurdler. Like he. But, he, but I think he's been set for this. I think this was the plan to... It was, it's like they bought him in France and and they, and they he was prepped over jumps so they could keep the rating down to bring him for this race because this is the race that Willie Mullins and the owner really want to win because obviously they ran second with Max Dynamite a couple of years ago. Was that, I think that was 2016, I think. No, yeah, 2015 when Prince of Penzance won. When Prince of Penzance won. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and Ryan Ryan Moore gets the ride. It's the only ride of the meeting, uh, and I think he gets a soft run. And if he gets a gap, I think he will be too good. I think. I yeah. think he's he's just very very good, and I, I probably want to be with Solcom too. So Solcom gets the blinkers off. off. That's probably going to be big for his barrier Stop. credentials, and he gets yeah. Joe Moreira on. So yeah. two big ticks, I would have thought. Yeah, I think he's an eight dollar chance. Yeah. 
I'm on um, I'm on a few horses at big odds. Um, I've backed without a fight for the Cups double. A couple of my subs are on at 337 to one, and also backed Oof. him straight out at 34 dollars. So have you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I, you gonna I, lay I any off? It. Uh, no, because I haven't had enough ones actually win a mm. win a mozza. It's not it's not a it's not a five figure collect or mm. bigger. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. He's drawn 16, and he's going to give him a fair head start, but he's going to get his dry ground. That's that's the knock. He gets the knock is sorry. The knock is 3,200 meters. He's still not proven at the distance, but the big tick is he's going to get fast ground, which he loves. We saw that in the Caulfield Cup and. Mark Zara sticking is a big plus for this horse, I would have thought. I reckon he'll get a long way back. That's the yeah. problem, I think. I think he's, he's going to have get... to loop them all. Like, it's mm. not going to be easy. He's going to have to run a genuine 3,200 to, to win. I can't, I can't see there being an like an overly stupid amount of pace. I don't think it'll be a pace mount at all. I think it'll be either slow or even. And I think he's going to have to go a long way back. Yeah. So I've... I'm against him, not not massively against him. I've got him seven dollars, but I think, um, yeah, I I I, th- I feel I'm very. I, I I'm gonna back Vorban. I think it's dangerous backing favourites in the cup. <laughs> like, hmm. You'll hear about it all week that the favourites don't win one more cup, but I think yeah, but but this is a you get five dollars this thing and you bet. Yeah, I'm agree. I'm going to agree. Do we have any? We've got to give this race a bit more love. Like we haven't spoken yeah, about yeah. last greatest year's winner. race ever. Um, I want to back Gold Trip. Oh, but let's just speak about like yeah, yeah a couple of other horses first. Yeah, what are he, our thoughts on Gold Trip? Yeah, he, he's he's sort of hamstrung by the weight. I think he's going to have to run a a big new number that I don't think he can do to win. But he but regardless, he's he's there. It's like you can't you can't have him like he's a horse you can't you can't gap mm. because he's so good and he's so consistent. But it's hard to back him because he's he's gonna run. You know he's he you know he's he's not gonna run this big new number. But but he's but he's he's not gonna run poorly. Like he's just sort of around the mark. And you just I've just got him like a little bit bigger. I've got him eight dollars, um, seven dollars eighty actually. But uh, the horse are <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid, but I think if you get hundreds Betfair maybe bigger I think you just sort of got to have something on Alan Kerr because there was something through the line in the Mooney Valley Cup there was there was something and there was I think he's he's under a vet he's under vet cloud I think isn't he yeah he is yeah but what? you're on the narrative train <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> I'm not backing Damien Oliver just because it's Damien Oliver but there was something in his and his overseas form like it, this is a genuine he, he, he's a group one winner overseas so um yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't think Moroni's got him anywhere near his best, but there was something there last time, and if he gets anywhere near his best, he's probably competitive here. More Fallon's was was good through the line in the Geelong Cup, but he probably probably gets a long way back from twenty four. Uh, I, I it's gonna be a long tail. It's like, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit like this Melbourne Cup. That's it's. I think there's a couple of horses that are gonna run ratings that the others just. Oh, there's going to be 30 lengths between first and last year. 100%. Oh, there's going to be there's going to be 100 lengths between first and last. <laughs> um, Breakup. Is... He, he's a he's a horse that I've backed at 81 dollars, and I think 21's the place. Um, he was okay in the Caulfield Cup. Can he be a big improver? Yeah, he's they're betting 20s. I've got him 19 dollars 50. So he he can improve 100. percent He's probably better at the 
two miles, but uh, I, I won't be backing him. Yeah. What about absurd? Like this horse has been one of the best back horses today, and I know he won an Ebor, but I think that ride by Frankie Dettori, he found that fast lane, sort of hugging mm. the rails, the stands mm. rail. Like I know this is only in their work, but Vorben just looks like he's got panels on this thing, and he's yeah, well, he, he beat him by eight lengths at Ascot. Yeah, he did. And <laughs> he was only like, second up though. But but absurd might have finished closer if he had a, been a bit closer and had a bit more luck that day. But uh, I don't know. I couldn't have him. No, he he was he was he was second up. He was he he would have had improvement to come, and he won the Ebor since. But he's he was beaten eight lengths by Vorben. Put yeah. it that way. is probably the, the French mare is the grey up for me. Like apparently her ratings are actually quite good, but yeah. But what 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 do, what do they do from twenty one? They go back and and she's just not good enough. I think. Yeah. Oh, it's Willow. I don't know if they will go back. Maybe they go try and force a spot, but. Oh. Mm. Yeah. It's that's not one I want to back really. It's like I've got it thirty fours. Like I don't want to bet at twenty three dollars at all. Yeah, I think uh, I think you, th- I think. Sorry, you go. Oh, we'll finish the race because I'm going to put it on you with a, a top four, and we'll do our usual hundred dollar <laughs> betting strategy. But well, you I, get, I don't like the idea top of top four because you want to bet. The well, we're doing a betting strategy as well, so okay. Well, you got to give us both for the cup. Okay. Um. So, so what am I doing first? The top four or the. Top four and then a betting strategy. I can go first if, if you want me to. All right. Well, the top four. This is stupid because you want to bet value, not top four. But Vorban is. I've, I've got Vorban without a fight, Gold Trip, and Solcom, and, and that's that's market order, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yes, that's market order. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going. That's my top four. But my betting, I, I'll, I'll probably back Vorban five dollars. I think that's a. You get five dollars Vorban. That's good betting. I think hundred straight on. Oh yeah. Um, maybe I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Eighty four band twenty Sulkham. Oh, beautiful. All right, my Melbourne Cup top four will be Voban first, number five. I'll go. Without a fight, second. This is very biased on what my results are. <laughs> I'll go break up third and sulk him fourth. Um, Gold Trip can run really well, and I—he's uh, a horse that I want to gap, but as you said, you just can't. You can't oh, gap huh. him because he's, he's too good. Even though he's got the fifty-eight and a half, I wouldn't worry about the dry track. Obviously, you know he—he he might be better on it. He's a moral track, to run top five, but yeah, he'll—he'll he'll run top five. Yeah. Like I'm stupid leaving him out of my top four, but I, he just won't be a winning result for me at the end of the day. So that's—it is what it is. All right, other bets. Throughout the card, yeah, I'll say my best bet is race number two. Forgot you. I think he's a he's on the backup from last week or week and a half backup, I guess. But um, he was given a lot to do from the back of the field, and he's he's a horse that was coming up about five hundred days, so he's racing himself into form, and he was running all over the top of them, and he should have won at Mooney Valley. Uh, and I think from gate number three, Blake Shannon, there'll be a little bit of intent. And Pounding is, is second favourite now, but, but he's coming off to... Yes, they were in much stronger races, but they were they they were very poor, and he's got to get back to his best to Forgot You. And I think Forgot You can go better than what he did last start, and, and that 
I think it's about a 260 chance, being 360 now, that's good betting. Lord Flat of Ostock is 425, the three day, three day backup. It had, is it actually running? Oh, yeah, it, it did it did it a couple of years ago. It's done it Holy done it a couple shit. of times. I, I was think. expecting yeah. it to come out, and that's why no, I haven't no, actually no. got you yet. Uh yeah, I probably want to. You probably back him now. I think. Um, I'm doing a bit of betting actually. I, for what it's worth, I completely agree with you. I think forgot yeah. you is probably probably the best of the day on Tuesday. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. Um. Like I'll probably bet into these races, but I don't want to like tell people to bet now. Um. Well, Mister Waterville, I'll probably back on the day it'll probably go back but i think supergirl will run the race strongly and i think what's this race uh, five Mac race five yeah the, this is the, the race that um white marlin won white marlin destroyed them in last year yeah i think it could be a similar sort of thing the geelong cup rating i think he, he's getting back to form he, he tried to they tried to make a mid-race move in the metropolitan when they're going like 20 lengths fast and it was just just didn't work and he fell at the back of the screen but he got back to form in the Geelong Cup, and I think he can he can go again. And that they bought he was like he, uh, it was bought out of Ireland with one of the biggest wins you've ever seen. Um, not one of the biggest wins you've ever seen, but like he, he came from last and and won. It was it looked visually impressive. But I think he can take care of these if they don't go all the way back. Well, they probably will, but even still, I think he can just outstay them because I think Supergirl will run a strong pace. Uh, I love the Greys race. It's one of my favourite races every year. I'll probably back Love Tap to go back to back. What race is the Greys race this year? Number six. Race six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to back Love Tap to go back to back. It was taken back from a wide barrier and strong through the line. I think it can go second up and get back to somewhere near its best. I think Blake Shin will have it in the first sort of three or four in run from the outside gate. And there's not a whole lot of speed. The, the fa- early favourite is Berkshire Breeze, which has been a drifter, but it's it's never run a shorter than 2,000 metres in its life and I was happy taking it on um, and Glint of Silver's the market sort of second elect oh no it's been a drifter too um, but it's it'll it'll lead but it's sort of been out of form since it's early uh, early this preparation and um, oh uh, Rights of Party is massive odds um, in the race numbers 8 I think Commemorative and Kamachi are both way too short and I think Right to Party can settle a lot closer and the closing splits at Mooney Valley were enormous. I think it's a very good filly and uh, I think it might win. And and if Flying Fizz gets a run, the splits there were really strong and I think if it can get a run, because it's third emergency, I think it can run a big race. And Sorry, race. Brian, this is just um, this is just my alarm going off to watch Super Sunny sing. So <laughs> we've got to, we've got to finish it up. That's all right. We'll keep, we'll keep going because we've got to do questions. I'm not going to oh, be able shit. to. But uh, you just keep going, bot, and um, let me watch my Shartin race in peace here. <laughs> I think um, I, I want probably want to back Robusto, and maybe want to back Shorten Lane as well. So I think those are the two clearly in race number ten. Yep, but. I think, um, what is it, race eight, the commemorative race is a very interesting race because she's coming here second up, um, up to 1,400 metres, and she's one of the favourites in the 1,000 guineas. I think she's way too short, as you said, just right now, but it's going to be a very interesting race because she bumps into a horse like, um, what's the second favourite called again? Kamochi. Kamochi, who has all the form on the board, and at ratings, like Kamochi is a weights 
certainty at set weights given the, the big gap she has on her from a ratings perspective but she's now fifth up um, she's coming to Melbourne there's a chance she might be over the top whereas commemorative is on the upward trajectory um, I'll definitely back your thing as well right to party but I'll probably I'm interested in commemorative but I, I definitely don't want to bet at $2.80 I just I, I think she's right, got a horse part I don't think it'll jump like $4 yeah well if she jumps $4 then I'm, I might back her um, Nico's this is Nico's best bet of the carnival he wanted me to mention so <laughs> I remember now, commemorative is Nico's best bet of the carnival. Who would have thought, I hate it, Nico loves it. <laughs> yeah. would have and and you, know, you know why this is one of Nico's best of the carnival? Because Kamachi's ran pause. second. No, it's a high pause, but Kamachi's <laughs> ran second about 10 times. So Nico automatically <laughs> labels it a cat. Cat can't win, and it's the danger. So commemorative yeah. gets J-Mac launch punters. <laughs> we love it. Mm. Fair <laughs> enough. Game of opinions. But... Yeah, I'll say my, my best bet is race number two, Forgot You, in the Furphy Plate listed handicap. Yeah, beautiful. Um, a horse that we backed uh, last start, who was an absolute moral beat, was Madame Pomery. She goes around in race oh. nine. She's the top weight. Sorry to remind you of that, but um, she's drawn barrier 15, so she's going to go back a long yes, way. But what do, we, what do we think of her chances? Uh, the early market drifters reflective they're just going to go all the way back and it's going to be running fifth it'll <laughs> run fifth I thought Ladonsus Rouge half interesting third up with Damien Lane going on but um, first time 1400 metres but I, I just, it's, a, it's a messy race and it's like it's I was a, <laughs> able to avoid a strip out on Derby Day by having minimal bets but um like you, you save money not betting into these sorts of races. Like there's a, there's, you might find edges in these sorts of races, but it's just better to leave them. I think because there's, yeah, it's just it's a mare's race. It's evens. Yeah. yeah. Even even Re- revolutionary miss. I think there's been a bit of support for it as well. I think it'll hold a spot from gate one. Uh, it won third up last row, I think as well. Um, when I uh, when it beat. Volombi, I think it was in the. I can't remember what the race calls. It was six hundred meters at Flemington. I, I would have liked. I would have liked it to be at six hundred meters. Yeah. All right. Is that it for the betting? We'll move on to some questions, then we'll wrap up the podcast. Yeah. Um, so. Firstly, we'll go to the Twitter ones. Um, Riley says, "Don't review. <laughs> Please don't review Derby Day. We can't sit through the pain." Hashtag strip out. Fair enough. Uh, it was for me as well, brother. Don't worry. Luca says, "Do we forgive Cylinder and Shinzo?" Probably already talked about that, but thoughts? Uh, I don't think you can. Yeah. Shane says, "When are you boys doing a live stream of the day on the Rex, of a day on the Rex? That would be very interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe one day we have to do that. Just sit in a room and record ourselves. <laughs> live stream. That yeah. wouldn't be very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know how... people. <laughs> oh, some people are interested in that. Fair enough. Maybe. Nico going off his absolute rocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Maybe watching Nico bet would be funny. Yeah. Uh, Max Mini, does Will enjoy my company? <laughs> well, I've met him once. He's elusive, Max. But maybe I might meet him again. We'll see. see uh, Matt, we'll go with Max's other question. How can you even explain Kovalika running in a golden eagle, ridden cold and given none? Cardiac arrhythmia, so... Just forgive. What can you do? It'll it'll be a good horse next preparation if it draws a gate in a race because it's always just 
given none. So. Yep. My horse is three wide on a slow tempo here. Flying. Um, <laughs> Nico, just want to remind me that he's also backing Vorban in the cup, or Vauban. I don't know, know how you say it, but I'm sure Matty Hill will get it right. Um, and he's, yeah, commemorative best of the day, best of the carnival. And then Sam Badalato. How much is every, everyone's ass hurting from Saturday Arvo's proper fisting? <laughs> I don't know. Yours, yours is going all right. <laughs> we'll see. It's a long carnival. Yeah. But I'm in front at the moment anyway. Um, just quickly, the Oaks on Thursday. Do you have a, a top seed in that? Zardozzi's got to be favourite, and, and Vaseline's one that can improve sharply. Yeah. All right, my horse has gone terribly here, but... Is it number six? No, number seven. Mm. That is disgusting. Race shape totally against, but anyway, we move on. <laughs> All right, is that it? Yeah, I could, I could hear the, the pain in your voice just then. Oh. <laughs> I could, I could just not, that was just not working out how I wanted it to, but... Anyway, on to the next one. We'll be back on Thursday night to preview a massive champion stakes day. Good luck on Tuesday, punters. And uh, we'll see you back in a few days. Cheers. Sports Club.